0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Bojack Horse Pod, the Bojack Horseman story. Today, we are talking about season one, episode three. Prickly Muffin. I am Kirsten McInnes and I am joined as always by Lindsay Wilson. Lindsay, how's it going? It's going so well. We have an episode that is live. We've gotten such a positive response. I know we're like a real podcast that exists in the world that people know about that they can download, rate, review, (laughs) you know, and just really show us appreciation, which is my love language. (laughs)
1: This is bringing out like unfortunate Uh. traits in me where I'm just like compulsively checking for reviews like, someone likes us. Desperate for affection. <laughs>
0: That's so That is, That uh, is really bad, but I completely <laughs> understand. I do the exact same thing.
1: <laughs> that makes me feel a little bit better.
0: Like, we know we're doing a good job. We know that we are, are putting a great product out into the world, but until we get that external validation, <laughs> is it even real, you know? Yeah, why
1: do we do anything if we don't have that?
0: Everything is meaningless, okay? <laughs> None of our actions have consequences. Okay, so... <laughs> How are like how is your week like how does it how does it feel now that every everybody knows
1: I mean, it was good. It was really exciting being like, okay, people know this exists. People are responding well to it. I think one of the things that was cool was once it launched, I heard from so many people that were like, this show is so important to me. It was so important for my mental health journey. I'm so happy you're doing this. And I was like, oh man, maybe this is a bigger deal than I thought. Like, We have to treat this with the reverence it deserves.
0: Yeah, there's a lot more pressure now, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which I think is something that we both were ready for because the show is so heavy and serious at times while still, you know, having that comedic aspect or a lot of the times it's you know, obviously dark comedy. Mm-hmm. And I, th- I think that we're probably up to the task for now. And then we'll see how our mental health does mm-hmm. <laughs> through, through this journey of knowing that it's a very important show to people.
1: Yeah. And I think we're both very open to the idea of like being very open about talking about all of these challenges and mental health and talking about all the importance of this show to people. So I think we're up for it.
0: Absolutely. Uh, That reminds, I saw a meme the other day. It was an astrology meme, which is my actual love language. And it was like, let a Sagittarius tell you about their mental health issues for 10 minutes. And they'll be like, I like you. And I was like, you know what? Sometimes this is too
1: accurate. (laughs) I don't need this.
0: (laughs) Like, listen, let me tell you all the ways why this is damaging to me. Okay. So, Episode three, Prickly Muffin. What, did you have any like, overall thoughts that you want to share before we uh, dive in? Um, I think, I mean,
1: not a whole lot, but one of the things I really like about this is we already are getting so much Sarah Lynn. She's going to be so important throughout the entire series. And I think they do a really good job of setting her up here and how Bojack's relationship with her is going to be so fraught.
0: Yeah, I like that. I like. I didn't remember her coming in so early. Mm-hmm. Like I, I would know this episode. Like you, there are things about this episode that you could never forget, even if you want to. Which <laughs> I'll admit, there are things I wish I could unsee. Mm-hmm. But I just. In my mind, this was like at the end of season one, not mm-hmm. at the start. So I was taken aback when this was the episode for the week, but good that they, they don't wait too long to dip into the pool that is the Sarah Lynn and Bojack relationship, mm-hmm. which is really, it's this episode has one plot line and the, it's the Sarah Lynn and Bojack situation, and In- interspersed with some flashbacks some horse around footage that kind of thing all around a good time i would say
1: <laughs> yeah some of it more fun than others but yeah yeah like you said uh, there's some definitely some stuff in here i wish i could unsee and honestly i feel like it's kind of stuff like this that maybe puts people off if they don't know how good the show is going to get Then <laughs> it's like okay this is pretty weird but if you can kind of look past that it's like okay yes this is crucial for setting up this relationship
0: and you all wish it wasn't but it is mm-hmm. so uh, shall we dive in yes please Okay. So the episode starts and it is a scene from Horsing Around where Sarah Lynn who plays Sabrina is hiding under the table because she is afraid of pop quizzes because she, she I don't want to pop. That's too much, man. That's what too she says. much, man. <laughs> Which is of course her catchphrase. Yeah, uh, she's got
1: a real Stephanie Tanner thing going on. <laughs> like how rude or whatever.
0: How rude. <laughs> Incredible. Why well, they? I mean, they had to have someone with, with one of those, like, 90s sitcom catchphrases. Oh, yeah.
1: Like, and even just that comedy of, like, I don't want to pop. You're like, wow, this could have been a real show.
0: <laughs> oh, it absolutely could have been a real show. Like, if we lived in a world where there were, like, anthropomorphic animals, there would absolutely be a sitcom about <laughs> three orphans taken in by an animal. Like, yes there's no question that in this world like Horsin' Around absolutely would exist
1: Mm -hmm. yeah no and it would be exactly like this so I think they do a really good job with this
0: it's so real and I love I know we've had some flashbacks before and I didn't bring it up I love the sweaters that Bojack wears (laughs) I love his hair when he's young it's Mm -hmm. so funny
1: yeah, I love his sweater, too. It's, like, that yellow thing with, like, a pink collar or something. It's just a very I would, outrageous sweater. Were you going to say you would I, wear it?
0: <laughs> I would wear it. I would absolutely yep. wear that sweater. And I don't even know, like, in because there's, like, one world where I would wear it in a size that, like, actually fits my body with, like, high-waisted skinny jeans and, like, a leather jacket. But then there's also the world where I'd wear it, like, four sizes too big with, like, <laughs> leggings and high boots. And I could I could do either, so...
1: Yeah, I feel like you could definitely pull off either one.
0: This is, 2020 was the year that I really got into hoodies and sweatshirts. (laughs) So it's very much a good time for me to be seeing this.
1: (laughs) Getting some sweater inspo.
0: Oh, I have too many sweaters now, though. But then I can't bring myself to get rid of a single one.
1: I feel the same way. I keep being like, oh, it's cold. Need sweaters. And then I keep forgetting that, like, summer will eventually come. And every I feel like every time I buy clothes, I do this, where I forget that there's another kind of opposite season. <laughs> <laughs> just, like, clean out my closet once a year. Like, bah, I'll never wear these shorts again. And then summer comes, and I don't have any clothes. <laughs>
0: Oh no. <laughs> See, living on Vancouver Island, I f- do feel like there is no limit to the amount of hoodies or sweaters that would be practical here.
1: Mm-hmm. Because
0: I feel like for much of the year, that's like all you need that's fair. So I think it's totally reasonable, it's totally practical and then it's like in the winter you just throw your raincoat on top of it. <laughs> good. Sorry, I, that's good. I I got distracted by the sweater. The main <laughs> thing about the, the flashback there is that Bojack is like really nice when the audience can hear mm-hmm. and then whispers in Sarah Lynn's ear like you have to give the people what they want even if it kills you. Your fans will be the only friends you ever have. Like he goes on a top to this small child
1: and the look on her face she is horrified and he's just sitting there being like even if it kills you it empties you out you don't stop smiling you always give people what they want and it's just like oh my god
0: I feel like that's how like your inner monologue would Mm -hmm. be Right? But then Bojack's right there saying it out loud. So scary.
1: Yeah, and this is going to be like so <laughs> crucial to how she grows up. And we're going to see that throughout this episode where she does basically just like empty herself out for fame.
0: And we would all do the same probably. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So then it goes 12 years later, and it's Sarah Lynn. She has a sexy song called Prickly Muffin, and Ryan Seacrest is interviewing her, and she's like, I'm a grown-up, sophisticated woman. I do sexy things. People like me, and since I'm sexy, they like me. I'm going to be sexy forever forever. Yeah.
1: And yeah, she just says like, "Uh, people like sex and I have sex. And She's just like on and on about how she's never not going to be sexy. And then we smash cut to her at age 30, which hurt a lot as a 30 year old.
0: Well, I don't think that it's about being 30. I do think that when you do a lot of hard drugs, it <laughs> ages you m- much faster.
1: True. But we do get that Ryan Seacrest type where he's like, now that she's 30, we ask the question about whether anyone cares about her anymore. And I was just like, oh, God.
0: <laughs> I Yeah. And as I, you know, approach, approach 30, will people still care about me? Who knows? We'll find yeah. out in two years, I guess. See how
1: this podcast goes, I guess. Oh, God. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then the Ryan Seacrest type is like people care about Sextina Aquafina. <laughs> <Like,
1: laughs> yeah, I'd forgotten that Sextina Aquafina is a fourteen-year-old dubstep prodigy.
0: The words "dubstep prodigy" mm-hmm. should be eliminated from the human language. <laughs> it's like the English language, the human language. Ugh. I'm so. Yeah. Ugh.
1: We're actually gonna see quite a bit more of her, which is kinda funny. She's a a dolphin and she will appear down the road.
0: I love Sextina Aquafina. And she has a really great quote here about Sarah She's like she is old and shriveled and no one wants her anymore. They want (laughs) Sextina Aquafina.
1: Yeah, and she says basically Sarah Lynn should just go where famous people go when nobody cares if they live or
0: die. And cut to doorbell at Bojack's house. <laughs> well, who could that be? And then it kind of like flashes back to what happened for Bojack like shortly before this doorbell ring. Or do you think it's like two separate times that she comes by?
1: Yeah, no, it says five hours earlier, and so it's like oh, setting pfft. up
0: the- <laughs> Look at me not knowing how to read. Okay, here's the problem, and I'm going to be very open and honest here. My TV is a good... 15 feet away from where I sit while I'm watching TV and it's not a very big TV. And I don't wear my glasses. So I often can't read if there's something to be read on my screen.
1: I thought you were just going to say like, oh, I was probably taking notes.
0: No, I can't see. That's the problem. But I also was taking notes. So that could be a contributing factor. Yes, there you go. But I just, you know what? I intuited that it was a flash forward, so it's fine. <laughs> um Yeah, you just
1: get television.
0: Yeah, I just I just get it, you know, and other <laughs> people might not be on my level, so they might need like a little lower third that says five hours earlier, but <laughs> Not me. Okay. Anyways, I'm just like, what is wrong with me? Oh, my God. So uh, it's Bojack is starting his day after, you know, the paparazzi situation from the last episode. And Todd is trying to, you know, cheer him up. It's a beautiful day. The sun is shining. The birds are singing, which this is my favorite. He opens up the curtains and there's two birds there, but they're journalists. Mm -hmm. And I mean, what a perfect job for a like human bird to do. Like you could get all of the scoop.
1: Yeah, they're like asking him all these questions, one of which is, "Why didn't you refill your bird feeder?"
0: I like they're like, "Do you still hate the troops? Why didn't you fill a bird feeder? Who's a bird got a blow to get some seed around here?"
1: I <laughs> love that. And I also love here from Todd where when he walks into the room, he says like, "Who wants chocolate chip pancakes?" And then he's like, "Oh, I thought if I said that, you might make me some," which is like kind of a thing I would do.
0: I would never make chocolate chip pancakes, so don't pull that shit on me.
1: Whoa. I guess you said the other day you would rather have chocolate chip cookies without chocolate chips in them, which is a wild take, by the way.
0: I don't like chocolate chips. Really? Like, if there's a chocolate chip cookie, I'm not going to be like, ugh, gross, I won't eat that. (laughs) Like, I'll eat a chocolate chip cookie, but i like the cookie part way more than i like the chocolate part and i I understand that that's a hot take my takes are scorching baby that's why i choose the takes
1: (laughs) my life is a hot take
0: that's literally i feel like at one point i was like yeah all my takes are hot like it would be unfair to put me in the in the bracket (laughs) it's just too spicy I think, and don't nobody tell Robin Akiva this if if you're listening and you know about Robin Akiva need a podcast, uh, which I assume everyone does, but like maybe someone just like searched for Bodak Pod. <laughs> next time there's a hot take bracket, I'm gonna make the swapped takes like my own takes
1: mm that's pretty good,
0: and then people can get mad about that <laughs> just like they're mad about the robot this time oh my but God. I don't, <laughs> don't care um, don't tell Robin and Kiva, I'll be furious. <laughs> this, don't worry, that will be at least a year from now, so it's fine. So Todd decides to cannonball onto Bojack's bed. Yeah, great start. And breaks it. <laughs> yeah. So it, Bojack needs a new bed, so they go to like whatever the IKEA equivalent in this world is, but it's like IKEA, but it has like wild stuff like bayonets.
1: Yeah, I wonder if it was supposed to be some kind of like pottery barn or something because they're like everything in here is made out of recycled train tracks and an old pier.
0: Oh, maybe. I've never been to Pottery Barn. Have you been to Pottery Barn?
1: No, I feel like it's an American thing. I don't know. Is it?
0: I know it exists in Canada because I think there's one in Chinook Mall in Calgary.
1: Hmm, I feel like it was, it's definitely more of a thing on TV shows. Like I've never actually seen a human have anything from a Pottery Barn.
0: Yeah, the only thing I really know about Pottery Barn is there's that episode of Friends where Monica (laughs) wants the Pottery Barn stuff and Phoebe's like, no, like, which would be unique stuff? And then Phoebe falls in love. I'm like, okay, I'm on the Pottery Barn website right now. Finding it if they
1: are still in business.
0: (laughs) I'm just going to search Bayonet and see what comes up. (laughs) I want to see, okay, I'm looking at what their rugs are like because I want to see what the prices are like. They're exactly what you'd expect.
1: Wildly expensive.
0: Yeah, but it it says that at least some of them are fair trade, which is cool. That's something. What do we get? What's the price? So all of them, it ranges from sizes. So the smallest size is like a three foot by five foot rug, which is, of course, not very big. Very small. (laughs) And that's $283. Okay. And then the largest size is 10 feet by 14 feet, which is like, to me, a standard rug, maybe a little large. Mm -hmm. And that's um, like $2,000.
1: Yikes. Wow. Man, if you had asked me, like, put money down and say, is Pottery baron still in business, I would have said no.
0: It turns out they are still in business. I'm going to look at the sales section. I want to see what their clearance is like. (laughs) I'll go to bath clearance hey their towels actually seem to be reasonable (laughs) if you get the $11 towel versus the $64 towel oh my god what's a $64 towel I hope one day to be wealthy enough to know (laughs) You can tell me then. Oh, my God. Oh, it's the bath sheet is $64. A bath towel is $33. A hand towel is $22. And a washcloth is $11. Oh,
1: my God.
0: An $11 washcloth.
1: That's wild. That is a wild amount. Um, am I you to understand that there was no result for Bayonet.
0: Oh, uh, there was no result for Bayonet. <laughs> Isn't that wild?
1: That is wild. Maybe like a musket or something.
0: Musket. nothing for musket i'm gonna put in gun nothing for gun which i would have thought there'd be stuff that was gunmetal gray but okay yeah now i'm just gonna type in weapon (laughs) and it says did you mean wheaton yes which is the they have a bunch of wheaton stripe linens (laughs) do you want a 45 dollar napkin Oh my god.
1: This is not a good advertisement for Pottery Barn. No
0: wonder they're <laughs> still in business. They just need like one person to buy a single thing and they'll be good for the year. Oh my god.
1: <laughs> one person to buy a single bath sheet.
0: Yeah. Honestly. <laughs> like what are these? Like I okay I just had to order a new duvet cover because my cats like cut holes in mine. Like with mm-hmm. their, they like cut scratched it all up. And I was like Uh, it's like $60 to, like, and, like, the one I wanted obviously was more than $60, but I was like, well, my cats are just going to probably cut holes in this too, so, like, why am I spending money on it? But this is on sale. It's $340. Oh, my God. Okay, I've got to get – sorry. I've taken us wildly off track. I'm really (laughs) sorry, Lindsay. It's fine. It's fine. (laughs) This
1: is what the people are here for.
0: Like, I know – I think at some point there will be people who just, like, find this podcast. If you're one of those people, please let us know. I I would love to know um, more about you. But I think at some point those people will be here. And what they need to know up front is that I go on tangents. (laughs) Tangents, baby, okay? And it's fine. I do
1: like that we open this with, like, we're going to treat this show with the reverence that it deserves. Like, now let us go through the entire catalog of Pottery (laughs) (laughs) Barn.
0: And you know what? for $11 for a washcloth that's (laughs) reverence baby
1: (laughs) (laughs) this is what people are here for this is the good stuff
0: well and you're right though I do think that the store that they're going to looked a lot more like a pottery barn than an Ikea I just like in my mind was like I I guess it's Ikea but like Bojack's rich he's not shopping at Ikea
1: fair yeah I guess just Um, I was like what's a store that's pretentious and probably makes things out of old peers
0: I and you know what pottery barn is the one you're right So at the store, they run into Sarah Lynn with her celebrity boyfriend, Andrew Garfield. (laughs)
1: It's a very dated reference at this point.
0: (laughs) I I absolutely love how they draw Andrew Garfield. (laughs) They make his forehead so big and his hair so tall.
1: So tall and he's like Like constantly making these dramatic gestures with his hands all around his face. It's incredible.
0: That's not what Andrew Garfield looks like. (laughs) (laughs) But it's so funny. So we find out that Andrew Garfield actually brought Sarah Lynn to this public place to break up with her because he thought that she would not make a scene if he broke up with her in public. But he was wrong.
1: Yeah, he clearly does not know her at all. She's like, you think I wouldn't make a scene? You clearly don't know anything about me. And that just, like, takes a lot of pills and stabs herself.
0: Yes, I, my favorite part of that is when she is literally pouring the pills into her mouth and Bojack goes, oh, are those candy pills? That's a lot of sugar. <laughs> As if it's, yeah. like, not a lot of drugs, but it is a lot of sugar. <laughs>
1: That's yeah, really bad for you. <laughs> Although, in fairness, I guess Bojack puts, like, that many pills in his morning smoothie.
0: He's a horse!
1: Oh, no, fair. That's a good point. <laughs> like,
0: remember, he's like, it takes a lot to get me drunk. Like, yeah,
1: he's like, yeah, I weigh 1,200 he, pounds. <laughs> he weighs
0: like, 1,200 pounds. Sarah Lynn probably weighs, like, 105 pounds.
1: <laughs> Small human woman, large adult horse.
0: Like, the the dosage might be a little different. <laughs> so... Bojack checks her into Promises and then heads home to work on his book with Diane. I just, the I can't get over, like, how Bojack is just like, okay, this crazy thing happened. Let me just live my life. Like, there's <laughs> no... Time taken due to, like, just seeing a woman stab herself with a bayonet in front of him.
1: <laughs> yeah, and it's she's like, literally, like, bleeding out in the backseat of his car, and he's just, like, beautiful day for a drive, huh?
0: Do you think he was, like, dissociating or something?
1: Maybe. It's, like, too traumatic for him to think about.
0: It's possible.
1: Todd is really freaking out in the backseat.
0: Oh, t- well, because Sarah Lindsay are like, I see my organs. <laughs> Which is horrible. Todd's like, this is really bad.
1: Todd is like the only one acting appropriately for this entire episode
0: yeah Todd being the voice of reason is such a weird choice (laughs) especially after we've had two episodes of him being kind of a train wreck but I think that's what makes it just a little bit funnier that all of a sudden it's like no he has layers he can Mm -hmm. be the voice of reason too
1: Yeah, and I love that even he calls it out of like, this is not good. I should not be the voice of reason here.
0: Yeah, exactly. So Diane tries to get Bojack to give her more information about his relationship with Sarah Lynn and how like, oh, how was your relationship? What was it like? And oh, well, you know, what? you can catch up with her when she's done with rehab. And we get like, this sentence it's like you know sometimes you hear a sentence and you like go into a vortex and you get tunnel vision and you just kind of want to be dead (laughs) when bojack says i'm really more of a before rehab kind of friend Mm -hmm. i like couldn't see anymore
1: it's such a brutal line
0: it like gets so brutal, and it's also just such a level of self-awareness that we haven't True. had from him. And it was just like, oh. Like, I was on the phone with a client at work a couple of weeks ago, and she's on the older side, so she gets, like, chatting on the phone. And, of course, I'm no good at shutting that down. <laughs> and then she's, like, talking about COVID and how hard it is because she's, like, an elderly woman with health issues. And she's like, yeah, I just hope it's, like, not like this for the rest of our lives. And I was like, oh, okay bye like and it was like the same kind of visceral reaction
1: just like oh god oh god Like,
0: oh uh, yeah I can't breathe and I the, the corners of my vision are going dark like I feel like I that's know.
1: like a more appropriate reaction I feel like I would have just been like well maybe yours and then I would have been like oh dear god and would have had to backtrack oh, and no. it would have been so bad I uh that kind of thing makes me panic and say terrible things
0: uh, see I panicked and shut down entirely <laughs> Which I guess was probably better in that situation. Like it's like there's like the fight, flight, freeze or fawn Mm -hmm. and I froze. (laughs) But that's not how I would be like in an emergency. I don't freeze.
1: I think I tend to default to the fawn most of the time unless it's like an opportunity for me to say something wildly inappropriate and then sometimes I'll do that.
0: I feel like it's a very common thing that women default to fawn because Mm -hmm. it's, like, a way to protect against so many things that we have experienced. Yeah, definitely. Which is so sad.
1: Oh, yeah, completely. It's like, okay, what's the surest way that I can de-escalate this situation? Like, okay, let's just, like, make sure nobody's mad and be cool.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I feel like people would think that I would, like, jump to fight because I can be argumentative. But I think if I was, like, in danger... I would be trying to deescalate the situation with with a, a classic fawn,
1: just like mm-hmm. emotionally
0: manipulating the people around you as a trauma response. It's great. <laughs> so then we we catch up to the the start of the episode where Sarah Lynn has rang the doorbell, is at Bojack's horse, Bojack's horse. <laughs> I'm gonna try that again. <laughs> okay, so Sarah Lynn has rang the doorbell. She is at Bojack's house because she doesn't need rehab, actually. She's <laughs> fine. She proceeds to immediately snort a very large quantity of pills, which has a really good conversation between Bojack and Sarah Lynn of like, oh yeah, I got these from a doctor. Mm-hmm. And it's like, a your doctor or a doctor. She's <laughs> like, oh, I met him at Adam Levine's Halloween party. I uh, said his name name was Doctor Who. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes. And she does have this moment here where she's like a little bit self aware for a second and you think she's going to have this epiphany where she's like, no one's really ever said no to me. And then she's like, so anyway, that's like why I want to stay here and hang out with you and just like take a lot of pills.
0: And BoJack's like, you need an adult who's going to say yes, mm-hmm. which is so b- <laughs> And the other thing to okay, I feel like I have had the conversation before with people where they're like, "Oh, these are like medical drugs. They're prescribed by a doctor." And it's like, "Well, they weren't prescribed to you." Yeah, and I <laughs> do prescribed
1: to someone by a doctor.
0: They're suggested to be snorted. <laughs> but okay live your life <laughs> do what you gotta do I just yeah. let, like people really think that that's a way to like defend what they're doing like it's medical it's safe and it's like if it's not <laughs> prescribed to you it's not necessarily safe mm-hmm. agreed they're like oh yeah let me take all these amphetamines and it's like <laughs> you don't need ADD medication. <laughs> oh my god my that's one of my favorite stories is nicole Byer. you know who nicole byer is right i do yeah i
1: love nicole okay. byer
0: thank god she like has a story where she found out she had add because she would take cocaine and then like go home and clean her house and be really effective <laughs> <laughs> oh my god (laughs) i think it's really funny that's Um, incredible
1: just like super functional
0: (laughs) anyway we should stop talking about drugs so sarah lynn is gonna hide out at bojack's house in his guest room which he has a guest room and todd didn't know there was a guest room and has been sleeping on the couch for five years
1: bojack says you'll get the guest room when you've earned the the guest room
0: (laughs) what does todd need to do to earn the guest room
1: Good question. Stop eating the toaster strudels for a start.
0: Oh, that's definitely true. (laughs) But I feel
1: like in this one, he earns the guest room. Like, in this episode, he's really saving Bojack.
0: I'm just surprised that that house only has one guest room.
1: That's a good point. I feel like it should have several, and that Todd certainly should have stumbled across at least one by now.
0: Like, Todd's not snooping? I don't buy that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, surely he's, like, explored the house in the last five years.
0: You would think... Mm-hmm. So over breakfast, Sarah Lynn re- reveals some interesting facts about her celebrity boyfriend, Andrew Garfield, that he <laughs> loves lasagna and he hates Mondays. And Todd <laughs> is the only one reacting like, what? Andrew Garfield loves lasagna? <laughs>
1: and she's just like, I don't want to talk about it.
0: I just so like in this world, it's like, OK, Andrew Garfield is Garfield the cat, right? Yeah. Yeah. I I could see him like transforming into a cat. Like it could happen.
1: <laughs> Did you ever see the Garfield minus Garfield comics? No. Okay. So they're they're jo- oh wait,
0: but I assume it would just be like really depressing.
1: Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, John so is like, like John a being sad,
0: depressing. sad man. <laughs>
1: Yeah, no, he's, he's just like, normally Garfield would be would say something catty in response, and John is just like being depressing talking to no one. It's They're very funny, but very tragic.
0: I feel like being depressing talking to your cat is just as depressing as being depressing <laughs> talking to no one. That's probably fair. Like, I, don't, maybe don't quote me on that. I mean, c- cats do help with, like, overall mental health, but...
1: Mm-hmm. I don't Literally, know. before we got on this call, I was trying to convince my partner that we should get a dog. So,
0: <laughs> you've got the time. Exactly. That's well, not how the
1: conversation went.
0: <laughs> anyways, I'm a vote for getting a pet.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So essential for mental health, especially right now.
0: I would just, just like, wait until your partner's having, like, a low moment
1: mm-hmm.
0: and then be like, oh, it'd be so cool if we just had a dog right now.
1: Wouldn't that be awesome? Wouldn't it be
0: great? We could like cuddle with the dog. We could like go for a walk and get our minds off everything. Mm-hmm. Just like, you know, t- take advantage. <laughs> Maybe I'll just play in this podcast. <laughs> yeah, just, hey, Lindsay's partner, get a dog. What are you doing? All the cool kids are doing it. Why not?
1: <laughs> I'm going to make that my ringtone. <laughs> I'll hear it over and over again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> How often is your phone ringing?
1: Almost never. No one calls me. Are we kidding?
0: It's like, <laughs> what are you talking
1: about? <laughs> but, okay, so this is like a mild spoiler for the show, but it's not really. Eventually Diane will have a series of NPR themed ringtones. And I had them and I was really proud of it, but every time it actually rang in public I was super embarrassing.
0: <laughs> that's like my text message ringtone is the impossible, like do <laughs> So if my phone is ever on loud and someone texts me, that's what will come. And then I'm always embarrassed if someone hears it. But also, I'm like, this is awesome, so I won't <laughs> change it. Oh, my God.
1: Yeah. No, I felt like mine was, was like, OK, now you know something about me, that I'm a huge dork and have this NPR ringtone from BoJack Horseman.
0: I feel like most people probably didn't even clock that. Probably not. So over the, like, breakfast situation, Princess Carolyn calls and finds out that Sarah Lynn doesn't have an agent, and she she does not walk. She runs. <laughs> to go uh, get her. And Sarah Linda Sia doesn't go to the mall because Bojack encourages her not to. So her she's going to have a few friends over, which turns into a absolute rager during the daytime.
1: Yeah, he, she does this like really incredible job of manipulating him where he's clearly trying to recreate the dynamic from the show where he's thinking of himself as her dad. And he's like, yeah anyway he's trying to be like oh i don't think that's such a good idea and then sarah lynn is like oh i see i'm a burden to you and then bojack's like oh okay well no actually your friends are always welcome here and she goes okay cool and then just throws this giant party
0: she knows exactly how to manipulate the people around her which is something that she would have had to have learned being like a child actor turned pop star turned whatever she is now
1: yeah, learning at the knee of BoJack, who is also incredible at manipulating people.
0: Ugh, so gross. And then during this party, we get – it's a really great scene of BoJack talking to Diane. And he's like, "How? what do you think of Sarah Lynn? She goes, I don't think about her all that much. <laughs> and then goes off on, like, a very long feminist rant about, like, why Sarah Lynn is the way she is and – You know, is it fair to blame her or is it the infantilization of women or like she just goes on and on, makes a lot of great points, talks herself in (laughs) like a total circle and then goes, but like I said, I don't really think about her
1: yeah it's incredible it's a beautiful rant about like third wave feminism and is it even possible to reclaim your sexuality in a deeply entrenched patriarchal society so good
0: it's a really great like and she goes on for probably a minute i would mm-hmm. say yeah i'd say so and then but just like no i meant like what do you think about her staying here <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, and he's like, oh, my relationship with her has always, like, been a professional relationship. And he's remembering that when she was a little girl and she said, like, oh, I want to be an architect. And her mom was like, oh, no, that's for ugly people who can't tap dance.
0: I would like to see Sarah Lynn tap dance.
1: Yeah, fair. She probably used that dancing talent in her pop star career.
0: And so, yeah, you get a flashback as well of him like talking about all of the fun things he's gonna do on the weekend which is like go to an amusement park and watch disney princess movie like all of these kid activities and Sir lynn's like whoa that sounds amazing can i come and he's like what do you it's a weekend i don't want to hang out with a dumb little kid <laughs>
1: It's so brutal because it's the perfect weekend for a child, and he's just like absolutely not, and just rubs it in her face.
0: Like the weekend he's having alone is the perfect weekend that like a divorced dad would plan <laughs> for, ha- like having his kid for just one weekend. My God, and that's so wanting true. to be like, look, I'm the fun dad, right? Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, like their mom has to like be the bad guy at every situation, <laughs> do um, all of the work, exactly, right? And so. Then it's really funny that he's like, no, what? I don't want to hang with a dumb kid when he's clearly (laughs) going to see kids at everything that he's doing. And then Diane and Bojack get into a conversation about like, well, why are you helping Sarah Lynn? Are you trying to like absolve your guilt? Are you trying to make up for, you know, your lack of a childhood blah 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 and he's like no I'm doing none of those things
1: yeah yeah she's like are you compensating now because you weren't there for her when she was a little kid he's like no and I'm also certainly not trying to live out some weird dad fantasy or fix my own childhood
0: (laughs) and I'm definitely not doing both of those things yeah (laughs) it's so good and so then this party is raging so hard like her friends have taken over this whole house someone is literally on fire
1: (laughs) yeah all of her friends are lemurs
0: yeah there's a lot of lemurs there yeah a bunch of lemurs are tearing down a wall to build a cocaine slash sex booth
1: yeah yeah bojack's like can you like at least take the paintings down first and she's like "Mm, i want to say yes but no
0: and that's something she says a few times, too. Not not great. Todd tries to call a house meeting, but he doesn't have the authority to call a house meeting.
1: <laughs> yeah, he can only propose one.
0: And Bojack turns him down. He's not allowed to have the, the house meeting. So, yeah, the house is like totally trashed and Bojack. But Bojack's like, no, I just have to show her love. Love will solve all of this. Like, I don't have to tell her no. I just have to love her
1: yeah he says i have to yeah i have to give love to her like i have to give it to her so hard and it's like oh dear god
0: so gross Mm. bad phrasing so bojack like takes Sarah Lynn even though she doesn't want to leave and they have a very fun day with like a musical montage of them Mm -hmm. like flying a kite and what else what else do they do in this montage do you know
1: They're, like, at basically this, like, amusement park on a pier. Yeah, they're flying a kite and, like, have ice cream and Bojack drops his, the whole thing. And then they are, like, sitting near the water watching the sunset.
0: And as they watch the sunset, Sarah Lynn tells Bojack that Herb Kazaz has ass cancer
1: yeah they don't really set up who herb is at this point right they just drop the name and bojack's kind of like oh yeah like we weren't on great terms and that's kind of it for now
0: exactly so we do not know who herb kazazz is yet that is a developing story that we will have to look into bojack's like why'd you tell me this now yeah and she's
1: like oh those like mountains over there kind of look like an ass and that made me think of ass cancer and that made me think of her because as is ass cancer so bad
0: but bojack will not be phased he will give sarah lynn his tv guide award in this moment it's the most prestigious award he has ever won
1: yeah and he was planning to give it to his kid which sort of furthers this whole weird dad fantasy that he's living out
0: yeah i don't understand having like a parenting fantasy thing but that's that's just me (laughs)
1: Yeah, I can't relate so much.
0: And so then it cuts to the next morning where BoJack is getting a phone call from Mr. Peanut Butter because Mr. Peanut Butter has purchased BoJack's TV Guide (laughs) Award at a pawn shop.
1: Yeah, he just buys all of the awards that come into this one pawn shop and, like, changes the name on them, which is so sad.
0: He's like, it's like I won them.
1: Yeah, he's so proud of them, too. It doesn't seem like he has any shame
0: about this. Well, he is like a a golden lab so yeah (laughs) i guess he would just be excited about anything that's a good point (laughs) but sarah lynn needed the money for drugs and already has like a million words of her own so she pawned it Mm -hmm. i don't know why she has no money
1: yeah true and like he takes this super, super personally because it meant a lot to him to give her this award. And this is the, finally kind of the thing that makes him mad and kicks all her friends out of the house and stuff. And this is like really the first moment that he pushes back a little bit, but that doesn't last very long.
0: Yeah, because the second he pushes back, they hook up.
1: hmm Yeah. It's like this super weird moment where he's just like, yeah, we're just a man and a woman living together and we're both a little drunk. And it's so icky
0: it's so gross like especially when you take into account that he's so much older than her Mm -hmm. that he you know was a father figure to her of sorts at one point that he's been trying to be a father figure again as recently as yesterday
1: yeah as recently as yesterday he's like oh i was gonna give this to my own kid and now i'm giving this to you it's like ugh.
0: And now he's giving something else to her and it's not okay. It's so bad because – so then he he talks to Diane and he's like, I know, I know. Sarah Lynn is taking advantage of me. And Diane's like, I think that now you're taking advantage of her –
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love this moment from Diane because he's just like, oh, yeah, I get it. Like, she's manipulating me. She's taking advantage of me. And he's like, uh, actually, no, she has substance abuse problems and daddy issues. And she came to you for help. And now you're hooking up with her like you're the bad guy here.
0: And he's like, well, hey, we both have drug problems and daddy issues. <laughs> Like, okay, well, you missed the point. We also get a scene that's really gross where Sarah Lynn is just, like, lighting a fire in the living room to get a rise out of BoJack so that BoJack will hook up with her. And it's so gross and Todd, like, sees it happening and gets his hand stuck involved and mm-hmm. then it's a whole thing where Todd's like it was the longest two minutes of my life and Bojack's like <laughs> it was longer than two minutes
1: yeah I think it was longer than two minutes and he like turns to am like it was longer than two minutes and even Bojack here acknowledges that like if people find out about this it's not gonna be good for him
0: he's like this would be a PR nightmare
1: mm-hmm.
0: so he finally is like firm with Sarah Lynn, about yeah, I feel how. Like it's the conversation
1: with Diane that kind of tips it, right? Like, not so much the, the PR thing. What do you think?
0: Oh, 100%. Di- like, Diane is used so much in these early episodes as, like, the voice of reason, like, the wise, advice giving person.
1: Mm-hmm. Very much the moral compass
0: here. Like, truly. Because I feel like we don't even really know her at all.
1: Yeah, she really, as of now, has, like, no character. She's the person who kind of tells BoJack when he's being crappy and. Asks him questions about his life and is dating Mr. Peanut Butter, and that's about it.
0: Yeah, and it's I'm excited to get to see more of her and get to know her better. Yes, me too. Uh, so yeah, he finally like takes a stand with Sarah Lynn and is like, "No, uh, you gotta go. You can't stay here. You can't do this." you need to go to rehab. And she's like, well, I'm just gonna go crush at someone else's house because I can do that. And then has a really dark little monologue about how she surrounds herself with enablers and sycophants. And she will mm-hmm. do so until she dies tragically young.
1: Yeah, she tells him like, oh, it's pretty much too late for me already. And there's this like, first of all, that's horribly tragic. And there's also this little flash back and forth between like past and present Bojack and Sarah Lynn sitting on a couch together and he says like oh I'll always be there for you and she clearly just admires him adores him when she's a little kid and now this is where they have gotten to like it's just Mm -hmm. so
0: the whole situation is so disgusting Uh, and so she goes to leave she lets princess Carolyn know that she actually has made a appointment to meet with a new agent what's her name a gecko Ma- vanessa Ma- gecko vanessa gecko how do i forget that's my mom's name vanessa that's bad that i can't <laughs> keep track of that so that's she okay. has a meeting set up with vanessa gecko and um, like sorry princess carolyn like thanks for the tip whatever princess carolyn pretends that she's super disappointed but as soon as uh, Sarah Lynn is out of the the door. She's like, yes. Make sure in the news that she's meeting with her ex's agent, and then get Andrew Garfield on the phone. Yeah.
1: Princess Carolyn's another one that I'm excited to get kind of more from because I like that she does this here because you're like, oh, okay, I see. She's actually pretty smart. She's not this weirdo that was just following Sarah Lynn around the whole episode. She actually had a good plan. So I like that we get a glimpse of that, but I'm really excited to get episodes that give us more Princess Carolyn.
0: Oh, 100%. But I do like that she had a master plan to get Andrew Garfield. Yes. Yes. And as Sarah Lynn leaves, she says, you want to hear my new catchphrase? Suck a dick, dipshit.
1: (laughs) Not quite as wholesome as that's too much, man.
0: Yeah, it's certainly not so wholesome. I feel like she would have had to have come up with a new catchphrase like 15 years ago, but okay, Sarah Lynn. And then the episode ends basically with. Diane making a statement about how society is toxic. And Bojack takes that to mean that everything is society's fault. We as individuals don't need to take responsibility for anything. Everything is because of society. And he says, hooray, everything is meaningless. Nothing I do has consequence to end the episode. But then the last scene is that the two bird journalists have the pictures of him hooking up with Sarah Lynn. Yeah,
1: I feel like you had a hard time even saying those words.
0: (laughs) It's just like, ugh. Yeah,
1: it's so gross, and the pictures are so bad, and they're like, oh, we got everything. It's like, okay, so obviously this is going to go somewhere.
0: Yeah, obviously this is going to be a big deal. We already got, like, the note from Bojack, like, oh, yeah, it'd be a PR nightmare if anybody knew about this, like, no one can say anything about it. hmm yeah. <sighs> but then the bir- the birds, they had the bird's eye view. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> and, and they know. <laughs> Did you make that joke or was that in the episode? That's good. If it wasn't in this episode, I'm sure they make it at another point about the <laughs> journalist. I I don't want to take credit for that, but let's just let's just give you credit uh, for it right now. Want to give me credit for it? I'll accept <laughs> the credit.
1: <laughs> I like it. It's good.
0: So yeah, that's that's episode three of season one. We did it.
1: We did it. Yeah. What do you think of Sarah Lynn?
0: She is. Uh, she's so much. Mm-hmm. Like I just feel sad when I think about Sarah Lynn.
1: Yeah, no, she's just like such an incredibly tragic character right from this very first episode where it's like, the beginning, she clearly idolizes Bojack so much, and now her life has just spiraled so horribly out of control. Very
0: sad. I just, I can't stop thinking about Bojack saying, oh, I'm more of a before rehab kind of friend.
1: Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Tough sentence.
0: That's a lot. Like, it's just a lot. It's a lot. But we, we tried to unpack it. Do you, do you have anything else that you, you want to say before we, we close her down?
1: Uh, I don't think so. What did you think as as far as this episode goes compared to the other two that we've watched?
0: <sighs> okay, I this is a good episode. I feel like mm-hmm. I think that out of the three episodes, my favorite to watch is still episode two because I really mm-hmm. like the stuff with the Navy SEAL. But I think with regards to the actual plot of the show and like having any sort of meaning to the larger story this is the most important so far in that way yeah Yeah, no I
1: completely agree with you like this is the first one that kind of starts to build up some of the darker themes that we're gonna look at and those are obviously hugely important to the show so this one's certainly the most important, but I think I agree with you. If I had to just sit down and watch one, I would probably pick the Navy SEAL episode.
0: Yeah, because this one, like, this is a dark episode. It's not really that funny.
1: Yeah, it's not that fun to watch this one.
0: I think that a big part of that is Todd, too. Like, I feel like a lot of the humor in this show comes from Todd, and so Mm -hmm. when Todd is being, like, the straight man or the the voice of reason, it, it, it kind of takes away a whole avenue for comedy in the show.
1: Yeah, I mean, and and certainly to Diane's point here, where it's like, it's not that fun to, like, watch an old guy take advantage of, like, a damaged young woman. Like, that's not fun.
0: I would argue it's not fun at all. Not even not that fun.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, so like, fortunately, it's not the entire episode, but it's enough of it that it's like, oh, this is not enjoyable to watch.
0: Well, and, like, at the end of the episode, we do see Bojack kind of shutting Sarah Lynn down, but Mm -hmm. we don't see any actual closure there.
1: Yeah, and especially with all of that stuff that he says at the end about, like, oh, it's society's fault. You're like, oh, okay, so you also didn't even learn a lesson from
0: this. Some people just aren't ready to learn a lesson. Yeah, yeah. So I think, I think that's probably about all for this episode. Lindsay, if people want to hear more from you, why don't you, why don't you tell them about your other project?
1: (laughs) Yeah, so I have one other podcast on the go at the moment called The Simpsons Then and Now. We look at two different episodes of The Simpsons, a good one and a crappy one, basically. (laughs) Uh, And yeah, so that comes out every Sunday.
0: That's so exciting. If people want to hear more from me, they can follow me on social media at Kirsten Said What, including twitch.tv slash Kirsten Said What. I am also on Cast, which is spelled cow with a K, where we are covering Riverdale season five. The premiere episode is out. And by the time this comes out, the second one might or might not be out. We don't have a set day. It's when Mary (laughs) has a chance, uh, which is fine. (laughs) <laughs> so definitely check that out. You can follow us at Bojack Horsepod on Twitter or email us bojackhorsepod at gmail.com. We love and appreciate every single uh rating and review that we get, provided that they are five stars. <laughs> Yes, uh-huh. it really
1: helps people find us, especially
0: as we are getting started. We do have two five star ratings. Shout out to Michael J. Clark and Brian Scally for giving us uh, these wonderful five star reviews. It means a lot to us. And if other people want us to shout them out, they can also give us five star ratings and reviews. And we're officially on like every platform mm-hmm. where you can get podcasts.
1: Yes, wherever fine podcasts are made, you may find us. And please tell your friends, rate and review. It's all very exciting.
0: Yes, rate and review and subscribe. And then if you have, like, I don't know, like, a friend who doesn't listen to podcasts, just, like, subscribe to us on their podcast app. Like, they don't need (laughs) to know. (laughs) <laughs> just tell a friend, get them to tell a friend, because we're just getting off the ground and we'll take any help that we can get. We will be back next week talking about Season 1, Episode 4, Zoes and Zeldas.
1: So that'll be a good one. Uh, I actually had no memory that this came so early in the show, so I'm really excited to watch it. I didn't watch this one at any point in the last year when we were thinking about doing this podcast. So I have no memory of what happens in this episode. So very excited.
0: Yeah, I I have no memory either. And I am excited to get into it. But that is all for this time. And we will see you next time. Bye.